Welcome back, everybody. It's your favorite podcast. It's Booze, Bros, and Bill. We told you we'd be back. It's March 19th. The Snyder Cut is out. And here we go. Chris, mm. kick, us, kick us off a little bit. Well, I mean, uh, right at the top, I'm just going to say that we are going to discuss the movie in in its entirety and all its intricacies. So if you have yet to watch the Snyder Cut, I would recommend you go do that yeah, and come back and listen because we're going to spoil everything. And for most people out there, I would tell you, you might want to carve out two nights to watch it. Uh, oh, certainly. It's four hours, and it's every bit of the four hours long. Um, uh, I, I, I disagree there. I'm already uh, going to disagree with three, you. I don't think it's, it feels... All right, it's, fine. it's three hours it and 55 like minutes. Um, it does I, say, like, I think it was well-paced. Listen, Absolutely. I'm not saying it's not, but overall... Like, you guys got to watch it during the daytime, and you could have taken your time if you needed to. I got home last night at 5.30. That was the only thing I watched all night, okay? Between, you know, stopping a few minutes to have dinner and get my son ready for bed, like... Did Hunter watch it with you? Did you let him watch it with you? He watched chunks of it. Uh, it took up I mean, it's, it's an R-rated film, but... Yeah, but it it's R, it's R rated because like I, they say fuck and reach around. Like <laughs> that's about it. I don't really see where else it I turns. didn't realize it was R rated until the end. When Joker offered Yeah, Batman until the Batman. Oh, we just we just skipped an entire runtime of movie here. Right. Let's let's uh yeah. let's We should work backwards. Absolutely not work backwards. No, we do not work but, backwards. Yeah. This is not, you know we're not momentum we're not, here. We're not time travelers here, which we'll get into a little bit later. All right, so, you know, uh, how many years to the day, give or take, roughly? Like, what, three years, four years after the no, original? No, November will be the four-year anniversary for the theatrical release of the Snyder Cut. All right. So, apparently, uh, internet, bullying, internet bullying... Uh, will get you somewhere in these days. Uh, it's gotten this movie brought to us. Uh, it's the good gonna, kind of internet bullying. Sure, if you want to call it that. Um, but we're going to dip into this a little bit. So, first, Bully, bullying first an entire up, movie studio into releasing a four-hour operatic epic. masterpiece. First off, it's a masterpiece. I, I'm going to say you know, the original version. At the time, was not horrendous. You know, it had it had problems, absolutely, but it was fun to see certain things come together. You know, it was it was good for the kid in you to go, "Oh, look, it's all my favorite characters. It's the Justice League." You know, uh, but it had a lot of problems. And now, watching this, you can see uh, clearly see what stuff belonged solely to Joss Whedon. And his reshoots and rewrites, um, but yeah, like I think we talked about it a little bit via text. It's hard to see how they could have felt that what they presented originally was good, comparative, comparatively speaking. Yeah, it's just I well I, the 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 whole thing was you know 
the divisiveness of Zack Snyder's previous DC films like Man of Steel and, and, and Dawn of Justice kind of gave uh, Warner Brothers a bit of cold feet. That coupled with the massive success of what Marvel was doing, it was like, you know, and then, of course, all the, the personal family stuff that happened with Zack Snyder and, and you know, the, the loss of his daughter. It, it just was like kind of the perfect storm of a reason for WB to be like, this is not what we're going to do. We're going to do funny, goofy, light Avengers style two hour mandate, you know, epic film team up. But when you really like boil that down a two hour film with credits. So, you know, the the theatrical justice league, the film comes in under two hours and you're talking under two hours to introduce essentially three new characters and a bad, uh, a villain with his magical MacGuffins and all that. And, and bring back Superman, resurrect, resurrect the character from the dead all within two hours. Right. Yeah, the it, first it, two hours of the version, the the HBO Max Snyder Cut version, the first two hours, Superman isn't even brought back from the grave. Yeah. And they, I think in the first two hours, they flush out the other characters who didn't have solo movies, who weren't in Dawn of Justice. They flush them out better in those two hours than... I think the flush out of those characters is better than the entire original cut. I, I'm going to just like, cut cut you off real quick. I think I'm going to go for the, the word, same thing. What you're, you're saying, saying is flesh out. Yeah, not you're saying flush, flush out. out. <laughs> no, it's flush out. You flush no. things out. You don't flush them out. No, 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 like, no, no. You, don't you flush out bad. Flush. No, you flush. flush out bad things. You flesh out good things. You flesh right. out. Let characters. us flesh out. That is fleshing out. You don't flesh anything out. You it means, flesh things out. It means you're making them 3D. You're making them realistic whole people. You're giving. You're adding flesh to the character. I'm flesh out. I don't care what you guys say. I'm sticking with flesh out. Flesh out makes way more sense than flesh out. All right, guys. The rest of this episode is just going to be me and Chris. I'm going to kick Eddie off the call now uh, because we can't we can't go another week with your ridiculousness. Like this is it's getting to be like a it's like a gimmick now. Like every week, it's, Eddie's gonna say something stupid and ridiculous. It it's not stupid. I 100% stand by that. No one flushes things out. Flushing yes. things out sounds really gross. So is flushing it out. No, it's it's saying, flushing out is a very regular thing. You're flushing your system out. You're flushing the toilet. You're yeah. flushing out the characters. Yeah, what do no, you. You're, you're, you're totally off on what that. What do you flush out? What do you flush down the toilet? Shit. Google it. Go- yeah, Google it. Flush down the toilet. You flushed down that that Joss Whedon cut because it was terrible. That, right, that not, makes sense. That's, that's the, not what you're doing. Out characters like Aquaman and Flash. Flash and Cyborg. No. Um, the 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 backstory they give Cyborg, seeing him get into the accident, seeing how much he despises his father for everything he's done, actually gave the character reason to like the. You gave him reasons to like the character. Seeing Barry go on like, stupid job interviews and save Iris and all the other things that they did, he's not just a goofy kid who runs like he's he's trying to run through a dandelion field in the middle of the day. Well, he's I, an actual character. They, they they all feel like like they're... In the, in the theatrical version, they feel like they're just kind of there to be 
members to, to be numbers on a team. But in this version, they're 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 fleshed out. They're 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 well thought and well crafted characters that you know they have backstories and and not only like just for this movie, but like they give them you know stuff that you set up other forward to for for future movies. Like a lot of what they did with with Ezra Miller's Flash in this, I I. I will say I was never a hundred percent on board with like a flash solo movie with his character based solely on his portrayal in the justice league, the actual, because he was a goofball. He was useless, but like seeing him as a character in this one, I'm super excited for what they do with, with his version of the, with his character in the next flash yeah. movie now. And I think that's true across the board with pretty much all the characters in the movie. I truly hope that they change their mind and bring back Ray Fisher. His character in this makes me want to see him get another shot to do I it. I think there's a like, lot more to that than... than there is. Simple, I think I stand... You know. I think I'm with him now. If if Joss Whedon could be allowed to bastardize a movie so much, what else could he do? Like, they let him ruin that movie. He's probably ruined a lot of things. I'm with him. Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there in regards to the, you know vision that was on the yeah. screen yesterday but vision, that, vision on the screen is perfect that's a whole different um, i will say i wrote i wrote down two things about the flash his whole character is just is just better in the first one he's just this goofy like oh i'm a sidekick oh. he's his own hero he's not a sidekick but in the first one in the in the original cut he's just a sidekick he's right. just that's some guy he's just kind of up. there to be a number on the team he, he he's so much better in in this one, he has more purpose. Each one of them have more purpose in this one than they do in in the original. Like I, I really enjoyed their their character flesh out in the first two hours better Wait, than. Can we? Can we? Can we just? I think we're all in unanimous consent on this, and our listeners can disagree, and they can go fuck themselves if they disagree. Um. Ben Affleck is the best Batman ever. I mean, given a full movie to be Batman and not some choppy stuff with corny dialogue, yeah, he's way better than just about everybody else. Uh, there was there was some stuff he did in this movie that I think I, I was very much on team Christian Bale was the best Batman before this. The fight scenes they give him and the stuff he does in this, he's hands down the best Batman. There is yeah, a scene. He's so good. His, and it's so, it's so stupid that I'm even saying this, but there is a scene. His hair, quaff, is so perfectly Batman. Yeah. That, uh, so perfectly Bruce Wayne that everything else in the movie just kind of falls in line because of that stupid hair, quaff. It's excellent. You know what? Also, I think and I don't it, think he had that in the original. I think it's a it's a testament to like the 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 quality of the film. I, like thinking back on it after I finished it, he doesn't appear in the Batman costume until like two plus hours into the movie. He's he's just Bruce Wayne. He the first time you see him in the Batman costume is when he's on the roof with with Commissioner Gordon. That's the first time he. <laughs> is seen in the Batman costume in the theat in the Snyder cut version. Yeah, and that's like that's like 40 minutes into the the original cut. 
Yeah. Well, no. In the original, there's the there's well, that yeah, but that, opening scene where he that fights part. that bad guy on the roof. That crappy, you know, the the scene with where he uses some guy to lure a parademon in, and it just it just breathes so much better without that. Also, there was there was a scene. It was in the first two hours. Also, there where um, Diana goes into a temple and sees a picture of dark side yes. and sees the former battle yes. so that when she explains it to Bruce, it makes more sense that she now knows this. Right. I mean, like she just shows up one day. And is like, Oh, this is what happened. Even, even, two in millennia the, ago. even in the other version, at least you could, you could assume that she would have some knowledge of things that have gone on. because She's, she's steeped in all kinds of stories and myths and legends because her people are myths and legends to the rest of the world. So it's yeah, not completely but... unbelievable. I get what you're saying. It is much better when she actually just learns the story and goes, oh yeah, this is what happened. But how does she know his name right. is Darkseid? Is, is it written in mumbo-jumbo it's on the wall? It's written in, in one of those languages on the wall there, I'm sure. There's a lot in the theatrical version that's like, that's kind of assumed. And it, and, and, I like that it on the the contrary side that that Snyder took the time to explain certain things. Are there things that that still could have been they could exercised? Have, they could from have trimmed probably version? 20, 20 sure. minutes, half hour almost. Like I said, sure. like I think I said to you guys, like you know, the first couple minutes, like do we need you know four plus minutes of just Arctic landscapes? No, right. Do we need right. Do there I need to hear you know exercised? Do I need to hear it was like a three minutes? He, a speech about you know naming an arrow before you know the the queen shoots the arrow off to the world like right. she's given names it was to like everything he, he was like, like well you know what if i'm never going to be able to do dc again i'm going to include every right. bit of footage that i've ever shot right you know my favorite scene that did not need to be included but i'm glad it was was the woman singing into Arthur's yeah. sweater yeah, like all that yeah, is like, like unnecessary. unnecessary. Yeah, I will say like that. We needed, that's we needed, how he puts his clothes back. We needed. He, he has an insane budget for clothes, but he just goes around and picks up all the clothes from all the women who collect his stuff. Yeah, like we needed Eurovision. He's like, hey, did you put that sweater? His, his groupies. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, but just like structurally and, and pacing wise, there was the, you know that Aquaman introduction scene just feels more natural it, it, it in the in the theatrical version it's it's very goofy like bruce wayne is you know smirking like i hear you talk to fish <laughs> and it's just it doesn't match tonally with the movies that came before it in any way shape or form and this this feels now like a like a complete trilogy of films yeah they they um there was a couple of things that in the first... Like, so after he gets the first mother box from Themyscira, even that scene, like while it's a little long and it could have probably been trimmed maybe four minutes, the whole scene is just better because he's the bad guy. Steppenwolf is not this sniveling little weasel who's like, I'm doing this for mother. Yeah. Like he's not creepy. Yeah. He's not weird. He's legit bad guy. He's. he's I don't mind his his scenes being longer because 
it gives you a villain that actually has a motivation. The, the stakes, the stakes are yeah. raised, and it feels like there's also, a genuine need. He's for this not just team. there to be, you know, the the you know, just the, the figurehead, the figurehead who's gonna launch the sky beam to fight at the end. You know, like he has yeah. a reason. He's doing it now, for a purpose. I don't remember this because I think I've maybe seen the the first cut once or twice. And this was probably when it first came out. I just watched it recently, so... Which is why I'm going to ask my question. Um, do they show him go to Chernobyl and slowly build that place, or is he just there in the first cut? Uh, that, uh, he, like, he, he beams out off of Themyscira and beams directly to there. And it, but he doesn't but explain then, why then he's there. Right, then they, they don't explain why he's there, and then they add that whole backstory of, like there's three people that live in the abandoned town and it, and it, it yeah, just the whole feels, entire village of people that live around it. Yeah. It just feels tacked on. Well, it's just because they wanted to add, Oh, there has to be some stakes at the end. There has to be some, yeah. you know, some people for us to, yeah. I like that. There were no people there this time. It felt it made more sense. natural there. The, the, the stakes yeah. were higher without the people there. No one lives in Chernobyl. Like well, it's also, stupid to just believe. Like, oh, people are so poor they live in Chernobyl. I don't know. No one lives Chernobyl, but, or like yeah, it's just random to it. Town. They didn't say it I was, just assumed but... it's Chernobyl. No, they give it a name, but it's not. But again, like you know, if you know, monsters from space suddenly showed up in the outskirts of your town, you probably wouldn't stick around. You know, right? Um, so, so go. The next big scene that I thought they did really well, and they did it well in the first one. It wasn't terrible in the first one, but it made more sense in this. Was the past fight scene, the history lesson? Yeah, that scene was the incredible. history lesson. It was so so that that scene alone. I texted this to Chris yesterday because we watched it before Bill had gotten the chance to watch it, so we didn't want to ruin it for him. That scene alone, I feel is better than almost the entire first movie well, because explain. it's 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 legit it's it's flushed out you get dark side you get you get some good green lantern stuff you like more than just seeing them fly over everybody yeah yet you, you get some legitimate like fight in there it's not just like oh tact we pushed him back we're great like yeah. you, like he he killed some people but we we won anyway like it was good the only thing I would and again, say, again, like, um, just more going into of how it feels connected to the other films. Having David Thewlis's face on Ares feels like it connects to Wonder Woman in a better way. Whereas, you know, I don't even I don't even know if Ares is shown in the in the theatrical version in the history lesson. But I like, I think he is, but I'm I don't remember. Um, but the only the only major, and it's not even major, but the only kind of gripe I have with that entire scene is it's great because it tells it it tells it as a better story, and you know connecting it to you know dark side not just being you know uh, uh, you know a barely mentioned face or a symbol in a awkward nightmare sequence, it shows him and fleshes him out, flesh not flush. Uh, but he looks like a pussy in that scene because he's there for two I seconds the and point, he gets though. he gets his ass handed to him in like two seconds. 
So how are you supposed to fear for this guy? Like at least if it would have because been, he's also a younger version. At least if it would have been he's like also, another character, you know, you could have been that, that they could have been like he was the herald of Dark Side or something, and he gets his ass kicked. No, no, no. You know, it would make it would. I like that he gets his ass kicked. He gets his ass kicked by an entire army of of Themyscarans, an entire army of of Atlanteans, Greek gods, a Green Lantern. It takes all of this to kick his ass. Yeah, but the the Green Lantern he fucks up. Okay, exactly. He kills the He's still guy. There. Like in two seconds, he chops his fucking hand off. Cuts his hand off. He's and then, still there. And then, then almost, like, almost took, almost wields the power ring too. Him back. No, I think it took I, all you back. It took everything Earth had. Yeah, but right, really, to be, exactly. it took like three people hit him. Like, like Ares hit him. Kill. Like they Hercules hit him, and like one of the gods kicked his ass, and it was it. We kill him though. They can't they kill him, and they didn't right. kill him. Yeah, but his his forces called a quick retreat and dragged his bloody carcass back to the ship because he was because, because he was, they feared him. He was younger. He was inexperienced. He was he was not the the, the strategic it. dark side that I he becomes. It, but they don't. But and I think that you look at this as the reason he becomes the strategic maybe world killer dark side. That but he I think that's also that's also leaving too much to inference. Like it's too much of it. You have to you have to make those you know those connective leaps on your own. Well, I mean that's that's. Uh, largely I, a, a, a gripe that people have with Snyder's things you know, too is is it's more for you know the insider knowledge that you you have to come pre prepared kind of thing. Even a simple like throwaway I, line I, from like even a throwaway line between conversation, you know, one of the conversations of uh, you know Steppenwolf and Desaad, who's you know the right hand man. Even a throwaway line of you know that defeat is what you know. Something like that defeat is what spurned him to become what he has been today. You know, something like that would have, you know, at least made you feel better. Like, well, he, he mentions later, you know, he, how he's conquested, you know, thousands of planets and walked across bones and all that cool shit. Yeah. Also, I think that fight scene sets up why Steppenwolf is not in his guard anymore either because they do mention the first time he speaks to Desaad they mention the fact that he tried to take the power from Darkseid right so that actually kind of sets up that maybe this is maybe after Darkseid was defeated Steppenwolf tried to take that power from him and that's why Steppenwolf's been exiled and he's in servitude to Darkseid at this point yeah this whole the whole the whole thing of of Retrieving the mother boxes on Earth is is like a penance for Steppenwolf. Oh yeah, which I get, I, I get that. I'm just saying. Like, I think that works. I think going off of that, Ed, I think that that could be what happened. It sounds it's it seems like a reasonable, uh, you know, justification to make that point. It seems that's like the that first could, thing I assumed. Yeah, certainly. I think that that's definitely implied in some way that you know, after Darkseid was kind of on the mend Steppenwolf tried to usurp him and it didn't go his way. Yeah, maybe. Um, so moving through, uh, I, I the one thing I will say, you know, and even even in the other version, the less less good version, 
the crap for the bad version. The cat the <laughs> casting the casting works for every single one of these people. Like you look at them and I believe in all of them more so in this movie than I did in the other one. Like I did not like Ezra Miller cast as the Flash. Right, I said that already, yeah. But more so in this one, he feels right. You know, everybody else looks their part, you know. They look like a comic book character come to life. Um, I don't know, where were we rolling through? The, are we still rolling through the movie little by little? Where are yeah, we? so that after the after the history lesson yeah. scene, you get, um, you know... The first fight with Steppenwolf. Right, I mean, that's an oversimplification. You, we kind of skip over a couple, couple more, there, you know, bits of backstory for these characters, and and because they saw uh, at that so point they hadn't even talk recruited about, everybody yet. If we're going to talk about some more backstory, you know, the the character of of Silas Stone is absolutely a, a, a more important character in this go around than he was in the in the theatrical version, and you know, Vic's Vic's mom is is. In the movie where she wasn't before, oh. Sila, Joe Morton, he just is incredible as as the too busy to be there dad, you know. And I think that you know I'm not going to say what happens just yet, but I think that coupled with the way that Joe Morton's character is, that that narration that comes later. Works so much better just as as a as a closing. Yeah. Race. Does that happen in the in the Whedon cut? Lois I don't Lane, remember that happening. Lois Lane, um, does the ending narration. Silas doesn't die in the theatrical. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, that's what does. I was trying not to ruin it for later. But yeah, that's what I was saying. I did he? I was going to ask him if he died in the original, which he doesn't. No, but also gives, like again, you know, gives Cyborg more character development, right? There's, you know, that the going to the next big action sequence when they are fighting in the in the tunnels under Gotham. I want to say that that's in the theatrical. That's the last you see of Silas until the end of the movie, yeah. and he's just there yeah. with Cyborg. <clears throat> yeah, because they just like when they show them wrapping up and like what they're yeah. all doing with their lives. Like he, they're together, like working on like you know figuring out what he could be and all this crap. Right. Um, you know, but it's already kind of figured it out at this point. Which is, again, just overall, I think even that fight scene, it's mostly the same, but... Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is... It just, a lot of the movies feels, it just feels more... Uh, it feels more important because the bad guy is now... Even in the first hour, he's fleshed out more than he is before that. You know, and you get to see the stuff of like the the stuff where he drags the the parademons drag those Atlanteans up to the to the surface okay. to find the to help find the mother box, and it's stuff like that that makes you believe that this guy means business. And then you go to that that fight scene in the tunnels, and yeah, a lot of it is very similar to the to the theatrical version, but there's like you know a second tacked on here and a second tacked on there where it just breathes better and i think that's true for all the fight scenes across the film well, you know also, there's just weird cuts that were in, you know cut from the theatrical for in that for scene apparently no reason in that scene too it's it's really an entirely different setup because 
in that that whole there's that whole exchange in the original version of you know again useless flash who like right. is so uncertain about himself about everything that he's like I don't know what to do and Batman's like just go save people and he runs everybody out one by one but doesn't do anything else like he's not involved right. any other way and then there's the goofy ass thing where he face plants into Wonder Woman's boobs and it stupid Stupid Joss Whedon move. Yeah. Also, I think... I remember vaguely that Batman just starts kicking the crap out of parademons in that scene. Yeah, he still, he, he still fights. His, his fight scene is... And in this one, he, he, gets his, he gets his ass whooped at first. He did the like other that one too. parademon messes him up. But the, the reality is, is he should be... You know, but not, that's my point. To, it's more jump, realistic. Not to jump ahead to the end, but he's you know when when things get really like hot and heavy at the end, he's non-existent. You know, no, it shouldn't be because he's as he said, his power is he's just rich, right? And I think that it that but that also speaks to the character, the characterization of him because his whole his whole driving force is that. He knows these people are better than him, and it's up to him to make them realize right. that they're better listen, together. I'll tell you one of the better one of the better things that I love throughout this whole movie is they did not, you know, the wasting in the original version and even in uh, Batman vs Superman of Jeremy Irons uh, is terrible, and he's so much better as yeah. a part of this and. The interplay between him and him and Bruce Wayne throughout the movie like is great. I love the scene when like when uh, they're at the you know they're at Wayne whatever his you know his I don't know if it's the Bat Cave so to speak but I guess it is. It's, like, it, it's an abandoned well no because it it it's it's shown to be an abandoned building in the in the outskirts of Gotham somewhere. Whereas the, the scene where where uh, Wonder Woman is going to make tea and he's just like awkwardly like that's not how you're supposed to do it but also yeah. she's a couple thousand years old so I'm sure she knows how to make tea. Um, uh, I'm not even thinking of that scene. I'm thinking of when he introduces them all and he goes, this is Alfred, I work for him. That was my, those were my favorite scenes. Yeah, I mean, it was all great and, and you know, Alfred being the voice of reason too, going like, why are you, do why are you, why are you putting so much into this? And what you know, your your borderline obsession with this is not any healthier than your borderline obsessions with everything else. So what are we doing yeah. here? Um, I thought he was a much much better character. Every one of them were a better. Again, just the character development makes the movie better. Uh, I think that's the biggest takeaway. That that's we, what it comes down to. We'll keep saying it a hundred different times. They also. Better. Great thing that they took away, you know, what as we as we start to build towards them bringing back Superman, they got rid of this stupid subplot of, you know, Wonder of his Woman, mustache. No, of Wonder Woman disagreeing for no other reason, like being wholly on board with everything else, but then going, no, we shouldn't bring him back. Like, right? If and she they, really they, wanted to, was... the reality is, is if she really didn't want them to bring him back, she would just stop all of them. Right. Yeah, and you then, know, and you know, them all there's being that, kind that of whole on board. Of like in the theatrical version, where they like add the forced 
BS tension between the team where, you know, Batman has to bring up dead Steve Trevor to get a rise out of, out of one. Right. It's just, it's out of character for everybody in the film. And, and in, and in, in the original scene, that's nowhere to be found. Right. It's just all, they all pretty much kind of agree to it, even though they have some reservations. Right. You know, and Aquaman being the most vocal about it going, you know, uh, I don't know if this is a great idea, but I guess you guys are all going to do it. And I'm on board, I guess. Yeah. They, again, again, character flushed out that they make fleshed Aquaman a such a better character in in this. He's more of like it ties into him being in. Well, yeah, his solo film. All the all the like he's a all the actual conversations that he has when he actually has a conversation with Volko and when he you know they give you a reason for why in the Aquaman movie. You know, Mera's pretty much in love with him already at the beginning. Well, guess right. what? Because he saves her life in this one, and he's pretty, you know, normal. He's more nice like a hero in right. this, and not just he's, you know, he doesn't just show up randomly at to take his yeah. shirt off, right? And to make to make no sense in the theatrical original version, he's just randomly at this mysterious, uh, you know, Atlantean stronghold that they're holding the thing at. And it's normal. Like, him and Mara have a normal conversation like they've known each other forever. Yeah. But it makes no sense because he's avoided all of them. He doesn't want to be a part of them. Yeah. But here, they flesh and it out. He's the only person he keeps going... And they set it up. Right. He keeps going to that they one throne and Volko comes to him and says, Hey, your brother's an asshole. Uh, you know, something's coming. You should go check out this stronghold. And Volko at least tells him where it is. Like, it makes more sense. Right. And he gets his gear from Volko. Yeah. Volko gives him the, the, the shirt he wears. He gives him the the the, uh, the pitchfork. The trident? It's a well, pitchfork. she gives it to him. She gives it to him. Yeah, right, he does. Because he leaves it out and tells him, take your mother's... It his feet. Yeah, he tells him, take your mother's trident. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's more of a caring person in this, and he's not just some... Like, there's... After... After the fight, I'm going to jump ahead just a couple of seconds here, but after the fight with Superman, and after what happens to Cyborg's father, he is a caring king, which is what he's supposed to be. Right. Because there's, like, there's a great scene. Of- kid who just lost his father to do all this work, and that's not fair of him. He's not just some dumb, like, surfer bro who's like, I take my shirt off and I'm hot. Right. Flash like, even he- says to him, I thought you didn't care, and he says that, you know, yeah. that's not true. So much. He's better in this. Like I loved Jason Momoa in this, where I didn't really like him in the just the first Justice League. Yeah, it tracks. It, it sends. It, it it gives new. It, it you if like I haven't watched Aquaman recently, a, but you know if I go watch ramp. it, it's a launching ramp right to what it, what the story is in, in Aquaman. Yeah, go watch you know, it now, and it, and it kind of paints the lens differently. Zack Snyder is is he made they did and they, I. I said this to Chris. I really hope he gets another chance to make another Justice League movie. They're not gonna. They're probably not gonna. I hope the internet bullies bully a studio into releasing Justice League. It just too. feels like they're headed I mean, for rebooting be, all of. Would it be everybody. super cool? It would be super cool to see you know Shazam interact with this Justice League or the Birds of Prey interact with this Justice League. Will it happen? Who knows? But it would be it would be interesting. I think that there's more to explore. About the only thing. They set themselves back four years. About the only thing 
overall that I feel like I'm still missing, and at least it's addressed in this version, is the the Flash visiting Bruce Wayne. Like he mentions it, he talks about it in this in this, but you know that's still like a mystery that will probably never. Right, uh, and I think that that would have obviously been addressed in future sequels. Yeah, and and it does, you it, know, you do get to see some more of the nightmare timeline. Right, at the and end I it. think that, uh, you know, the in the in the nightmare timeline that we see at the end in the in the epilogue, Joker makes mention of. He specifically says, "How many timelines do you have to go through, or whatever?" So I, I'm sure that 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 would have been something that would be addressed, you know, like, oh, well, Barry, you can go back here. And then he goes back here, and maybe that's not the right time. He does say, I'm too soon, in Dawn of Justice, when he shows up. Am I too soon? Because am I not, is this not the right time? Yeah, so maybe they screwed it up one time before. Right, and he's and he's in that armored look that he is in at the right. end of the, you know. He's got the little goatee going and everything. Right. And um, so I think it, there was uh, definitely something more to come there. You know, the whole post-death of a multiverse, too, because they use Ezra Miller in the Crisis on Infinite Earths on the TV shows. They used Ezra Miller as a crossover. So I think the movies thought of, hey, we're going to do a multiverse. We're going to have multiple timelines. And then Whedon was just like, no, that's too confusing. Screw that. And he took it all out. And, and Zack Snyder was like, no, this is what I originally intended. This is where we were going. Well, if, depending on how they still go forward with the Flash movie, which is, I think, still coming, they were originally doing, you know, Flashpoint to where they right. would, you know, build if they do all Flash, these different... Right? They, could, they could do a lot of good things with Flashpoint. I think, I think the best now thing that, that the, this is... The best thing that, that will come out of least, Flashpoint... Is probably going to be that they're just going to recast everybody. More, more or less, I think that that's going to happen too. But, but the, the, I think Flashpoint will kind of serve as, as a cleanup, the final chapter for yeah, the Snyderverse. End, they'll end the Snyder version and clean up everything to go forward, however they feel like they want to. Right. You know? um, All right. Let's get back to the movie. They uh, back to like the the we yeah. got to the Superman they being back like Superman. now the next big thing is they uh, bring Superman back to I, life. As I said to, uh, we were watching it last night and you know the that fight scene is mostly the same, mm -hmm. uh, except for like kind of at the end, uh, rather than you know try to squeeze Batman's head like a grape, and, and you know deliver the corny dialogue of you you know. Do you bleed again? This terrible mustacheless face. Um, you know, he just literally hangs out, hangs around in the sky and blasts the shit out of Batman with his heat vision. Yeah. Until Lois shows up. He does a really good job. Better. He messes him up. Lois shows up organically. She doesn't show up because she's a secret weapon. You know, she shows up because she's been around. She's she's watching all this happen and comes running because they set it up that way too. Right. Um. It's with much her, better that way. With her being the cough kit for yeah, coming much, there. It's much better that way. And, you know, she goes off. They disappear. Um, go back to the Kent farm. Uh, yeah. My, again, my all of this stuff happens in the theatrical version. But yeah. 
it's paced better. It breathes better right, because it, they don't just it cut just away feels from everything. Fuller. Right, and and yeah. you know, and that leads you into the scene of you know where how does Steppenwolf get the last mother box and his fought you know Cyborg's father and him sacrificing his own life and all this stuff. Um, in the theatrical version, they just straight up watch Steppenwolf take the third mother box. Yeah, they don't even try. Like he just shows they up, don't even do anything. walks away. He like sneaks up, he takes it, and he's like, "Bye, guys!" And then they just sneaks leave. Up. But he, in this, they like they try to stop him. He lands in a giant boom tube. Yeah, like practically stares at them and goes "ha ha ha," and then disappears. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. While they're oh. all three feet away, the licking whole, their wounds. The um, whole fight scene, it's just better. Yeah, it's it it's great to see. It's his like Henry Cavill is just. That's a man. He's so. God, he's. Uh, that, I said that, that the first. I the, said that to Tara uh, last night. Oh, that is like, damn, this dude is ripped. We're watching. We're watching. We're watching it last night, and you know they get to the, they get to the Kent farm, and you know she's talking to him, and like, Lois goes and gets him a shirt, and gives it to him, like, and, wow. and he goes to put it on, and Tara goes, "Aw." <laughs> I was like, I was like, that is a man. I was like, I am not a man. That is a man. Yeah. What size shirt do I have? Like a two XL, like, just to get around those freaking biceps. I was like, Kirsten, look at this dude. Look how jacked he is. Um, and she looks built. The other, the other, you know, little scene that we like we skipped over um, is uh, we get our first appearance of Martian Manhunter uh, midway through the movie. Yeah, which I mean, felt largely tacked on and kind of like a fan service moment. But in the scene at the end, it didn't need to be that scene with Lois. Right, right. He could have just showed up at the end. But you have to, you have to preface that you have to show that he's Swanwick somehow. Yeah, but he could have transformed into Swanwick in front of Bruce and then just flown away. Yeah, sure. But I mean, that was you know a product of reshoots for sure. Yeah, and if it, if if you're asking me, I would have done it. I would have done it the other way. I would have had you know Swanwick show up at at Bruce Wayne's place and then turn and show you know that would have been fine too. That know, would have been kinda, better, you know, because that's another character that we won't get to see in another movie right. because they just won't do it. And he'd be a really good character to see in another Justice League. Yeah. So now we're at you know we're going. Going to the climax, we're getting to the big, the last 45, 50 minutes of the film is the similar but the different. fight. Similar but different. It's it, completely dark, different. Dark side's there, right? But I'm saying like there's, there's close to similar. a lot of what lead a lot of what leads into it. You know, is very similar. the The ending of the fight is it's much so different. Cool. But the whole lead up of you know the attack, you know them fighting to get to, right. to the core, a lot of that is very similar. Um, you know the same beats. Again, Batman completely outclassed and outpowered because he should be. Well, not hand to hand combating him in this. He's just shooting he kicks the ass though. He does. He does. He kicks some serious he does. ass. But when it comes to you know, he's. It's good that they made him smart enough to not even attempt to go near Steppenwolf. Well, in the theatrical version, he's almost on a suicide mission. It, 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 it's right. It's stupid. He wants to die because he killed Superman. That's in the theatrical version. That's his whole motive. He's like, I want to die because I let Superman die. And it's just dumb. 
in this, he's like, I made a mistake. I need to right my wrong, and I need to bring these heroes together. Right. Like Chris said, that's his motive, is make he these says, heroes. You know, he spent a lot of time trying to divide the team, and now he knows what he's got to do. Yeah. yeah. He, so, and it's this fight scene at the end, when he's in his car, and he's doing all this stuff. That's when I realized, I was like, yo, this is, this is Batman. This is who Batman should always be. Like these yeah. dope scenes, using his technology, using his brains, being a renegade on his own. Like, I'm going to do this. You guys go do everything else. I'll take care of all this shit. I'll do the suicide mission. He still does a little bit of it, of a suicide mission. And that's when he knows they'll galvanize around him to save his life. Yeah. And I mean, and that makes them a the, the moment of, of Superman arriving. Oh boy, that awesome. is just something else. Uh, Holy shit. Black suit <laughs> makes it so much better. Love the black suit. I don't care what people say. It's like, it's badass. Um, you know, the moment when he shows up and, like, just, you know, jumps in the way and, like, not, not impressed. impressed. And just, like, now, you could you could almost argue, now, granted, Steppenwolf is not as, is not as powerful as, you know, Darkseid is. Or you know the higher level characters, but like Superman's so overpowering. Superman brutalizes Steppenwolf, just like, abuses him. He cut. He, he literally. He, he burns one side of his head off. Yeah. <laughs> like beats the yeah. shit out of him, and just they, toss, tosses him around like a rag doll. And then they all just they fuck him up like you know. I get it. He's he's the bad guy, so he should. But they like they beat the shit out of him. Gets fucking the, the Superman's the reason they beat the shit out of him though, right. because Wonder right. Woman, Aquaman couldn't get through his armor, and Superman just rips his armor into pieces. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, I love the like, the whole reason, Superman's in for everything. I like the whole idea of you know Flash, you know, of them pretty much losing, and then Flash, you know, running through time to fix a it. Great, a great callback to the first Superman movie. Of reversing time to redo things. Yes, but it also sets up Flashpoint. It sets up that he can run this fast. He can travel back in time. Well, that's the important part of that. He it sets up a whole Flash movie of like, oh, this dude can travel through time. He's he running did, backwards in time. He did kind of know that he could because he literally stands there after he right. But he kind of thought that he could because he literally says to himself like, "Time to break your time to break your rule." Yeah. You know, before he starts running, he's like, "I have to, I have to go faster than the light." I like that. I like that he's not like, again, a goofy kid running with four dislocated limbs, just like flopping around like an idiot. I mean, that's that's about my only my only problem is whoever, you know, whoever oversaw him and said this is a good idea for you to look like this when you're running. Yeah, it's, that's certainly a choice. I, still, like, I don't care in this. I don't care in this because he's an actual I, character. I really think but also, running with them know, stupid, like, guile, like, sonic boom arms, it, like, sliding out sideways, like, it just looks You also have ridiculous. to remember, this, this, this iteration of Flash came after the show already existed on TV, so they need to do something to differentiate and make it look different. But they've different. done that with the, with the special effects. They do it differently. You can still run like a normal human being. I don't it know anybody that, that you don't know. Do you run? Tell me one person in the world. Show me a normal video of a human being that runs with their arms out like a fucking winged eagle. I don't know. Phoebe Buffet. Phoebe Buffet runs like that on Friends. Well, 
I so said a real person, Flash not a terrible now, character. Flash has now reversed time and, and saved the day. Yep. And because has, the mother box is synced and he had to reverse time. Steppenwolf is I defeated. Mention that. Steppenwolf is defeated and his head lands squarely under the foot of Darkseid who, who just crushes steps on his it, head. Like, fuck it. Um, that is insane. Yeah. Just seeing Darkseid was cool. He, like, looks incredible. he looked incredible. Fully armored, like, ready yeah. to kick some ass. <laughs> I and wish he would have, like, traded some back and forth with the League, but I get it. They, they you know, it's he menacing doesn't... enough that he doesn't. Yeah. He's just standing there, ready to go with his army. And they know, now the League knows that he's out there. Yeah. So then, and we get our, then we get our... Epi- you know, our first version of an epilogue, and you get kind of, you know, where everybody has moved on. And again, like you said before, it's it's Silas Stone kind of narrating, you know, talking to his son, but, you know, it fits the world, it fits everybody, you know, their new journey, and, you know, some of the stuff is still kept the same, the whole idea of the League, you know, the... And Batman buying a, buying a bank. Yeah, saving, saving Martha Kent... You know, buying the bank so she could have her house back, and you know, him and uh, him and Superman becoming friends, like not just like, oh, we have, our moms share the same name. Yeah, like, and you know, uh, Clark Did Kent we just that, become best friends. Clark Kent, I guess, is back from the dead because he's walking around as himself again. Um, well, in this, I mean, both Lois and Batman both yell, Clark. Several times when he comes back to life, within earshot of like forty people, they're just like, "Hey, Clark, calm down." Yeah. Like, hey, well, not like he's Superman. Like at least Wonder Woman's like Cal El. Like no one knows who that is. Like these idiots are yelling Clark. Like yeah. it's just dumb. I mean, when you're trying to save people's lives, it's you know you can't really be worried about like yelling proper names. There's a lot of a lot of uh, stuff in the epilogue sequences that sets up so much of what's to come and it's right. just going to be such a disappointment if none of that is realized even even you know on a smaller scale giving ryan Choi the key to star labs and saying oh you're a director of nanotechnology like yeah. most people Lane aren't going to know that that's yeah. the atom and you know i couldn't remember if he was adam or blue beetle no he's adam he was on the he was yeah. on the arrowverse shows too yeah he was on crisis yeah so the other, the the next big scene is the nightmare scene. Like that's right. the just the 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 new reshoot footage that was done late last year. And and God, I know what a scene. Yeah, I know. Bill had sent this text last night. Like, did I miss it? To something like like what happened here like we all knew the scene was coming because they had released the still footage of the still shot of Jared Leto as the Joker so we all knew it was coming i had the same thought process i'm like where does this fit in like i know it's coming where does it fit in and it's i think fine fit it in well i think, yeah it yeah. was fine at the end cuz it goes to show that even though they succeeded bruce is still haunted by this idea that there's something more sinister out there and you know, Which there could be right, but who knows? But that scene, good God, just seeing Jared Leto, like Batman and Jared Leto's Joker interact like that, 
and when he tells Joker, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. God, that was so good. That was that's great. The, that's the it scene was. that sells the that sells the new cut. I, I'll say it's the best scene in the movie to me. Okay, I was actually going to ask what your favorite new scene or your favorite scene was. So that's your favorite scene. Is that absolutely, absolutely hands? Okay, down. Bill, what's your favorite scene? Um, Bill, yeah, I, 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 I liked a lot of the Superman stuff. Um, I liked when he went back. You know, when he went back to the ship. Uh, you know that whole. Uh, you know the talking, like the mon- you know the monologues of both of his fathers. You know the idea of, you know, the quick bit of him just saying, like, you know, him actually saying to both Lois and to his mother, like, I have a second chance, but they brought me back for a reason and I gotta go. Like, not not yeah. just, like, disappearing without saying anything. Like, saying, listen, I'm gonna be as careful as I can, but, you know, I still have to go. Like, I have to go save people. Um, yeah. You know, and then him showing up and whipping ass and beating the shit out of... Steppenwolf pretty much single-handedly. Um, yeah. Like, fine, Wonder Woman got a last shot, and so did Aquaman, but he pretty much kicked his ass. Yeah, I agree. Those are all good scenes. You? Ed? My, I think the dark side stuff is really what did it for me. There is, so after, right before they are about to bring Superman back to life, uh, Cyborg is in the console, and he sees what could go wrong. So he actually sees the nightmare world also that Batman had seen. So he sees what could go wrong. And there is a scene of Darkseid using his zigzag vision, which is just so... Yeah, zigzag vision. Um, which is so good. Underwater like, the stuff in Underwater in Atlantis. The stuff of Darkseid. And you know, sometimes it's like, it's, like you, it's like you never read a comic book when you were a kid. No, he read middle issues of X-Men. He didn't That's read true. He only read you know, small snippets of X-Men uh, series. It's just so much better. Like, the Dark Side stuff makes this movie better. It makes all of the things that are happening more important. Rather than just, like, oh, there's a bad guy. Let's fight him because we're the good guys. Like, there's someone coming to destroy our way of life, and we need to get together. Like, that's great. Like, yeah. The dark side stuff is what does it for me. Are you going to watch the movie again in whole? Yes, 100%. <clears throat> At some point, maybe, but probably not in one I mean, again. I think, you know, yeah, the chapter way of presenting it works out that you can break it up into, you know, a couple of views. But I, I, I'm glad that this exists and I'll never watch the theatrical version of Justice League ever yeah. again. Never, ever. I mean, it's and it's good that they don't do any after credit scenes. Yeah. Well, the epilogue serves you as, you know... You can't... You don't need after credit scenes when you... When every bit of footage you filmed is in the movie, and then... Some. It has a very... It has a very, like, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, like, 17 endings kind of thing going on for Four it. Four hours. So How much more do you want it to be? It doesn't need after credits. So there we have it. So, that is yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep. And, uh... Definitely give it a watch have some time. If you... You know, if you made it this far, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, while it's not while it's not the length of the four hour cut, this is definitely on the longer side for us. Uh, yeah. it, it warranted that type yeah, of a lot to discuss. It warranted that type of discussion because there's a lot of stuff to get into. Um, 
yeah, so we uh, we appreciate you listening. We will be back down the road again soon. Uh, as always, hit that like button, subscribe. Hashtag wherever you, restore, the, restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag it. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are. Hashtag uh, restore the Snyderverse. And uh, say goodnight, Chris. Good night. We're recording this in the middle of the day. Shh. Kayfabe. People don't know that. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Have a great afternoon. All right, Triple Beers, we'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening.